We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Courtside with Christy and Gabe right here on the Her Hoop Stats podcast network i am christy winter scott joined as always by my guy gabe ibrahim and gabe the all-star festivities were fabulous and it was so much fun to watch uh the players compete cheer for each other ali quigley is a machine and (laughs) just so much fun always to watch the camaraderie and the sisterhood of the WNBA. Oh, it was so much fun. Uh, Allie Quigley, I still, oh, I forgot to clip. Oh, God, people on Twitter, I'm sorry. I told you guys I was going to get her money ball rack and uh, put it to oh, some yeah. music because it was just beautiful. It was just beautiful shooting. And I, it's something that I'll never be able to do. Like, I've never, I, like, there's no way, right? Like, there's no way I could ever do that. Um, and and it's it was just incredible to see how much in the zone she was. It was really yeah. fun, the three-point contest. I already registered all my complaints on a different platform so if you want to go read that read that but i the other other side of it was that it was really fun to see the players play and uh, i think ariel atkins uh acquitted herself very well for the mystics so i was happy to see her get her her moment of shine even though ali quigley was just unstoppable in that final round yeah it was crazy it was crazy but it was so much fun and then you know for all the players to have the number 42 for Brittany Griner on in the second half. I thought that was uh, just a collective inclusivity moment for the league. And it just encompasses everything that the WNBA is all about. So the whole thing was just uh, really great to see the togetherness of it all. Oh, and shouts to Sylvia Fowles for dunking. Oh, yeah. And not that that three, too. She had three. She got the run out dunk. Like, go ahead, Silk. Coming off it. Coming off injury, I mean, we're, we're going to do our power ranking, so we'll definitely talk about the, the links yeah. and what they're doing. But, I mean, you know, I did not expect the dunk coming <laughs> off injury for her. So that was really, really That's super fun. fun. Um, and I, I hope, you know, everyone had a good time. 
uh, at the event seems like they did. Um, and I, was, yeah. I had some, I had some FOMO. I had some FOMO of not going. Um, <laughs> I also had some FOMO because I was watching Jordan, your son's highlights from oh. his AAU tournament. I was like, yeah. this seems really fun. Uh, I don't know how much fun it was to watch like five games in a row. Like I'm sure you did, but oh, yeah, <laughs> that's what, that's why we could do a podcast last week, folks, because Christy lost I, her voice. I lost my voice. I mean, you know, I'm the cheer mom. I cheer for all the boys really loudly, apparently. <laughs> and my voice went off the rails on Friday morning. I woke up and I was like, you know, counting to five and I couldn't hear anything. <laughs> and so I text Gabe. I was like, Gabe, we can't do the pod today. My voice is like, gone like all the way gone so i'm recovered now hallelujah and uh yeah he had a great time he was down in atlanta for the under armor circuit and apparently because i don't add up people say like how many points did he have and i'm like i don't know i'm just cheering wildly you know um but apparently he averaged like 25 and 10 and Mm -hmm. uh you know and he had some assists down there too so i don't know maybe four assists i don't know and about four or five blocks he had some really good blocks Wow. But um, but yeah, it was fun just to to watch him perform and compete and and just stay stoic. You know, I don't know how he does that. But I think I played like that maybe not like statistically yeah. because I think he's like beyond way 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 beyond um, what I was able to do as a player. But I think for like the mentality of it all, I think I was you know very <laughs> yeah. inside myself, and I see that in him. Like he's very like you know, just get the job done, move on to the next thing, you know, team makes a play and he's like, let's go. You know, he's very calm, yeah. a calm player, but um, very efficient. So it was fun. It was fun to watch him cheer for him. Well, yeah, Jordan Scott, folks, remember the name, continuing the great basketball tradition in your family. Also, if Jim Laranaga is listening, just give him a call. Just, or you can give me a call. You can give me That's a call. Right. We'll work it, get, out. Get we'll work it out. Do we? We need, we need some talent down there at the U. Always looking for always looking for talent. All right. Uh, the other big news, though, the other big news that I want to ask you about uh, that came out last week, uh, the news that the Phoenix Mercury are shopping Skylar Diggins-Smith in yep. trades, according to Howard Megdell. Um, to do, tomorrow is the trade deadline. You're probably listening to this on the trade deadline, uh, which yeah. would be Friday, July 15th. Um, that we're recording this on Thursday, July 14th. So right. if anything happens in between that time that we didn't know about it. Right. Um, but so uh, Skyler is apparently, uh, you know, just hasn't gotten along with the new regime there. Things are kind of going sideways in uh, Phoenix and, and they're looking for, uh, you know, trades for her. Uh, I think it's interesting. I yeah. um, don't think a trade's going to happen, but it is very interesting to hear this type of reporting come out. So what was your reaction to that news? I, I was surprised. I mean, mm-hmm. I was also surprised that, you know, Tina Charles went to Seattle. So, I mean, I guess, <laughs> just, you know, just take everything as it comes to you. But I, I know for, for Skylar Diggins-Smith, I mean, we know her, you know, to be a, a just a staunch competitor. She wants everything out of the game because she gives everything to the game. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't know what's going on in Phoenix. Like, I, you know, just some of those comments, you know, when Vanessa Nygaard made the comment yeah. about it's not an all-star game in Chicago without Diana Taurasi there. And I get that premise, but Skylar was there. So I think she took offense to, well, what am I, you know, like, uh, yeah. why am I there? And then she just put that clown emoji up on the, on the tweet, man. Yeah. And I thought that was, you know, I'm like, 
something might not be going okay there. What, uh, what would be your reaction? Like, I, I know you didn't, you didn't play in the age of Twitter, which seems wonderful. That just seems so much better. <laughs> but I'm winning because of that. Yeah. If, if something like that happened where you had your coach kind of like, in a, in a way, and obviously it wasn't intentional for yeah. Vanessa Nagar, I'm not saying that, but just oh. in a way, kind of like, you know, say something that rubbed you the wrong way. Like, what would be your reaction to that as a player? Not what you would do publicly, but how would you feel about it? I would feel like I would want to post something like that. <laughs> <laughs> but would I do it? No. I, and, and that's just me. Everybody's different, you know, and what's right for me is not right for somebody else. I get it. However, I think it was a different time then too. Um, when I was playing, it's like, man, I'm not doing anything to mess up my opportunity to play. Yeah. <laughs> So I didn't want to say anything, but I took it and I, you know, I received it. I didn't like some things that I heard, mm -hmm. trust and believe, but <laughs> I didn't say anything, man. I, you know, I just wanted, I'm not rocking this boat because I'm playing, right. bump that. I'm not, I'm, I'm not ruining it. So, and I don't want to, you know, and I'm not saying right. Skylar shouldn't have said anything, whatever. I'm well, and Skylar's in a different. She's in a yeah. different position than you were when you were playing. Yeah, she, exactly. you were you were a college player. Obviously, I don't think. First off, if you did it yeah. in your senior no. year, you would have continued playing. No, but like Scott. I'm not, I'm not saying anything. No, but, but you ask me what yeah. I would do. Yeah, so yeah. that's that's what I would do. You know, is take it and use it as fuel. You know, and I think whenever things were said like that, right or were said and I'm like, ah, that didn't sound right to me. Or that mm -hmm. was like disrespectful to me or whatever. I, um, you know, I would take that comment and, and use it as a log on the fire yeah. and play harder and go harder and, and do whatever. So I don't know. I mean, social media is a platform where anybody can say anything. And so <laughs> I think it's just, it's just a different, uh, it's just a different dynamic. And as something you have to like work through and who knows what, like who, what exactly that emoji meant. Yeah. Like that could mean anything. That could be like, you know, for the people not selecting Diana Taurasi to be an all-star and it could be the premise of that yeah. emoji. Like if you take it, like you can look at it a lot of different ways. <laughs> yeah. It's not like, I don't think she was calling, I mean, for me, I don't think she was calling Vanessa Nygaard a clown. Oh, I think she was. You do? <laughs> I absolutely do. Well, I mean, I it's like hoping that she wasn't, maybe. I mean, like it's like it's too it's it's too much of a coincidence to be like, well, you know, that happens, and then you, a few days later we get the report that they're shopping her in trades. Uh, yeah, I, I think it was definitely okay. on purpose. But since all right, just like to for the fuel the fire thing. Uh, yeah. So that's June June thirtieth that happened. Yeah, uh, Skyler in games since then, twenty five points, twenty two points, thirteen points. 32 points the only bad actually she had a bad game against new, uh, new york and they won uh but the other i mean the other three games she was absolutely unstoppable um, and you know so what i want to do now though is i want to run some fake trades by you uh oh because our 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 good friend friend of the pod uh and and her stats contributor uh extraordinaire richard cohen in his WNBA dissected weekly column ran through some trades he's gonna do the rest of the trades tomorrow, I did six teams today. He's okay. doing six teams tomorrow. He's also going to try to pull off some sort of like 12-team mega trade involving every team in the league, which <laughs> God bless him. Richard, Richard is a bit of a mad scientist with this stuff. Uh, uh, but I want to run some trades by you. Okay. 
right. um, I'm not going to go through all of them, but I want to run through a couple of them that I think were, were really good. Right. Um, so the first one from Atlanta is uh, he has Erica Wheeler, Ari McDonald, a 2023 first, which would likely be either Washington's or Atlanta's own. I would guess they would want to trade Washington's uh, yeah. for Diggins Smith straight up that works with the math and the salary cap. So Wheeler and McDonald and a first to Phoenix, Diggins Smith back to Atlanta, and they get her for this year and next year um, because she's on their contract for next year. Oof. I don't know if I like that. Okay. For, for Phoenix? I don't know if I like that for Phoenix. Okay. Because, you know, the experience level of the players who are there, I think that would be really hard for the younger players to come in. And, and I know Wheeler has some experience. Yeah. But, you know, for Ari McDonald, I know, you know, getting her back, you know, to where she was a star collegiate yeah. at Arizona would be a fun uh, marketing thing but I just think like I just think that it would be a tough mid-season change to make right for a young player in her second season um and I'm sure she'd be adaptable and all of that but that's a lot to ask for a young player just to drop and pick up in the middle of the season and make a push for the playoffs well so here this is actually an interesting point like if you're uh Phoenix yeah no obviously there's it's really difficult to make this trade because usually when there's a trade when there's a star player like this whether it's in the nba wmba in in baseball whatever right if you're trading a star player yeah you're probably looking for future assets because that's what you're 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 changing your team you're rebuilding you're you're changing modes from being a contender with the star to rebuilding without the player Right. right um for phoenix obviously this is a bit more difficult because they have Diana Taurasi who, you know, who knows how many years she has left. They were planning on contending this year after making the finals last year. And I think they would certainly want to, they, they have to consider that and consider the importance of this year, making the playoffs this year and giving themselves a chance this year versus planning for the future after Diana. Yeah. And so that's why I think this, this move makes a little bit of sense. I agree with you. I don't think I'd do it. Um, but it makes a little bit of sense because they get Wheeler, who can help them this year, and 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 Richard made all these points, um, and they get Ari, who could be a piece for the future. And like you said, nice marketing piece. And we know that Phoenix does like their Arizona players, uh, as we saw with DeAndre, and they at least like them for their rookie contract, right? Uh, and, and then they let them go. But uh, <laughs> so I think it's it's an interesting thing there to get both future assets and players that can help this year. Right. I think that's what they would want, but you know, I, I, I do, I do agree with you that it's, it's a little bit low of a return. Um, can I move on to, to one that I really find interesting? Yeah. Talk to me, Gabe. You have Connecticut. Oh, so the, the impetus for Connecticut would be obviously that, um, that they lost Jasmine Thomas and right. they want to make the finals this year. They do. They are good enough to do that. They may be good enough to do that as constituted, right? But yeah. Skyler gives them just something that they've never had before and, and that sort of um, lead guard score. Okay. So the offer that Richard has put together okay. is Natisha Heideman okay. or, or Nia Clodden, one of those two players, um, and Brianna Jones for ooh. Skyler Dingett Smith. Okay. Explain to me why you, why you said ooh when, when I mentioned the Bree Jones. And it's just Bree Jones, man. She has been phenomenal 
and really an anchor on the interior for Connecticut. I think they need her. I think it's got to be somebody else. I mean, those two guards, okay. You can go, or, or either or of those guards, Cloudin or Heidemann, either one of them. Uh, but, oh, man, it would be really hard to give up Jones. I, I, I don't think I would do it. Well, and, and, and Jones has been, I don't, like, at, at times, at a lot of times, possibly the entire year, like the second most important player on this team. That's what I'm saying. So oh. it'd, be, it'd be a huge change to do in the middle of the season. Now, a Connecticut does have experience making a change very uh, right before the playoffs last True. year. True. It didn't, it didn't, I don't know. It, you know, we could say it caused them to lose. I don't think that's what happened, but it, they have done it. So they're not, it, it's not something that they're completely unwilling to do, but I'm with you. I just think, you know, cause I think, and Richard mentioned this, the reason why I think one of the reasons why this would make sense for Connecticut is because Bree Jones right. would be a free agent after this year. And okay. they would really struggle to find, find cap space. Yeah. They really would. Yeah. Um, Agreed. And apparently this trade works out with their cap space next year. I haven't looked at all the numbers. Richard knows them. So if he says it's true, it's true. <laughs> um, so I don't know. I mean, like, does it make them better? Cause you know, Bree Jones is a great player. I think Skylar Diggins Smith is better in a vacuum. Right. Yeah. I just but- don't. It, that would be really tough to think about if I was either GM. I don't know if I do. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I wouldn't, I don't think I could do it just because I think that, I mean, if you could do it without losing Bree Jones, which I don't think you can do that deal without giving a player like that up. Mm-mm. But if you could do it and keep Bree Jones, I would like that and keep everybody, you know, Pat or, or give some, you know, picks for next year something like that throw that in I, instead of a player like her if you can make that happen I think I would like that mix with Skylar Diggins Smith and Connecticut but with Bree Jones in there if they can find a way not to lose her I, I like it <laughs> I mean well, that's probably not possible right like I don't think so I mean unless yeah. unless unless Phoenix would like something built around Jasmine Thomas right I mean, you could send Jazz and Thomas and Natisha Heideman. I'm pretty well. Actually, I'm not sure that works. I'm not sure that works money wise. Mm, I don't know. I, yeah, I think it would have to be Bree Jones, and just I'm with you. I don't think I'd do that. I don't think I'd do that. Can do uh, it. He has a trade here for Dallas. I'm, I'm going to skip over it just because. Um, I, mean, I mean, actually, let's do it. Let's do. Let's do Dallas. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I for obvious reasons, there's some issues with Skyler going back to Dallas. Uh, franchise you already forced her way out of under the same management by the way um so he has marina mabry isabel harrison jasmine dickey and maybe chicago's 2023 first round pick which dallas has for diggin smith and megan gustison who are you saying no from who, who's saying no there i'm saying no to dallas dallas would not do that man. okay why dallas would not because that's their whole bag. What are you doing? Like that's like but it's dig- it's Skylar Diggins Smith. Skylar Diggins Smith is worth Mabry Harrison. Harrison Harrison already doesn't want to be there. She's already she's made it that's very true, clear. But look, but look, but I'm saying like when she gets there, who's she gonna be playing with? That's what I'm saying. You're giving up the whole team. You have Arika and Satu. No, I mean I mean losing Marina is a big deal. I'm not gonna. That is yeah. and Harrison to me. I think is he like. I don't know, Isabel. 
All right. Uh, uh, Isabel, sorry. Oh, she wants to be Isabel. Um, no, I think, like, if I'm getting traded somewhere, I'm just, you know, I've never been in that situation. Yeah. But I will say, if I'm being traded somewhere, I would like for something to be in the cupboard when I get there and not open that thing up and see nothing. Yeah. I mean, not nothing, but. They have their three best players still. They have the, they have their best players nothing, still on the team. Depth, like depth. Like maybe there's some saucers up there, but I need I need some glasses and some plates. Like we need it full. Like I don't want to see just three cups sitting up there. Come on, man. But, it's, <laughs> but it, you really don't lose much. I mean, like Harrison just had. I mean, you you can replace Harrison's minutes for Dallas because she hasn't she hasn't even been playing that much. I mean, last three games for her, uh, eight minutes, thirteen minutes, fourteen minutes. We have we have <laughs> Natasha Cloud over here saying free Izzy, you know, on Twitter talking about Isabel Harrison. So it's like. I, I would do it for, and, and you lose Mabry and that stinks because she's a big part of what they're doing. She's obviously has a re- yes. great relationship with Enrique Gumbawale. They work really well really, together, Yeah, but you got a pair next year. You got a pair next year. Yeah. So I, I, I would, I would definitely do it if I was Dallas. Um, I don't think I'd do that if I'm, if I'm Phoenix. And I think this is what it comes down to. We could go through all these trades, but I think my general point here is I'm not going to do this right now. If I'm Dallas, if I'm Phoenix, cause like, we're going to get pennies on the dollar. And our best chance to win this year, frankly, is with an unhappy Skylar Diggins Smith. <laughs> even when she's unhappy, she's playing great. Like, just, just let her go. Like, you know, I, I, and, you, and you see what happens. Maybe it's not, it's not going to be sunshine and rainbows, but it may be okay. So that, that's my take. Do you agree with that? Like, just let's just ride out for the rest of the season and then off season, we'll see what happens. Yeah. I, I mean, I like that just in general. Yeah. Just, I mean, as a coach, that's already like you have to play yeah. to the strengths yeah. of your personnel and midstream, like you're already like right now, it's like you're retooling your philosophy and this is what we're going to do to ride it out in the second half and make this push for a championship. So to throw a new person in, I don't care who they are. And then to lose the people mm-hmm. that were already in the system, man, that's, that's a lot to calculate for a coach. And yeah. not that they can't do it because they know how to be adaptable and we get it, but that's hard to ask of, you know, yeah. and then, no. yeah, give it your best shot. Now let's take three out, put one in and figure it out on the way. Like you have four games to get some chemistry and then hopefully that's all you need and you're ready to go for the rest yeah. of the stretch. Like, I don't think that's fair for the coaches either. Like, I, especially yeah. for a first year head coach who's already, coach. Yeah. who's already having a rough go of it. I, I, I agree. It's just like, what are we gonna how how much better does this how much does this help us even if everyone's unhappy and and right. i'd rather just have one ha- unhappy three month stretch and then we're done with yep. it and then we can figure it out in the off season and trying to pull this yeah. off in the season and and richard does that too and i would say the general feeling is that nothing's yeah. gonna happen with sky i'm here for that like i'm here for that on all aspects like if i'm a player i don't know if i want to do that either like uh, unhappy or not, like yeah. whatever's going on or not, like I, I'm just trying to, you know, do the best I can with the opportunity I have in front of me with this team. Yeah. And then, like you said, figure it out after it's over with. And who knows what that will be. But I just well, think that's just the better way to go. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Yeah. And, and, and they're, they are tied for the eight seed right now. So they're currently they, it, one more win again, the playoffs at the moment. So I, I think they're. <laughs> They're doing okay, so we'll we'll uh we'll we'll check back in with the Mercury in a, in a minute. 
uh, when we do right. our power rankings. But I think yeah. our, both our feelings is that just, just, just leave it. Just leave Hope it. Yeah. Let it, let it, let it simmer. See right. what the final product Marinate is. Marinate that thing up. Marinate it out. All right. Do you want to do our power rankings now? Yes. Let's go. Let's yeah. do it. Do it. All right. Uh, I want to start at the bottom uh, because I, all right. So I did my tier system. Um, okay. We did this last time. Actually, let me, yeah. let me, let me do a quick recap of what happened when we did our preseason power rankings. So this is right oh, before yeah. the season started. Uh, okay. Let me recap that. Uh, so we had in this, in the seat in before the season started, we had uh, the, I had the Connecticut sun, the Seattle storm and the Chicago sky in my top tier. Um, okay. You had the same three teams in the top three. So you had Connecticut first, Chicago second, Seattle third. Okay. That's to start the year. We both had Vegas fourth. Okay. Um, then I had another tier. So Vegas was in the tier by themselves for me. I had another tier here with another three teams, or we had three with the three teams in that in that pairing in the five, six, seven pairing. I right. had the Mystics at five, the Lynx at six, the Mercury at seven. You had the Mercury at five, the Mystics at six, and the Lynx at seven. Then we had another tier uh, with three teams and we agreed on all place on all placements here yeah the sparks the wings yeah. and the liberty in that order eight nine ten yeah and then we had a last tier with atlanta and indiana famously christy said indiana was above atlanta and she also made her prediction darn it that the Is indiana it the <laughs> i have Is that it the post -it oh here? i can take it off i can take it off it was under my laptop <laughs> darn christy it. said the beaver would have six wins by the all-star break. Christy, how many wins do the Fever have currently? Not six. They have five <laughs> wins, baby. Let's go. Boom. No one, no one circles the wagons like the Indiana Fever. Five, six, six straight losses before the all-star break. Christy was talking smack on this podcast, saying, Gabe, you're going to have to do the shooting test. We're going to Barry yeah. Farbs. She had, she had the plans ready. She had a, she was going to rent a camera and guess what? We're sitting at home. The fever, the fever lost six straight games and they stay at five wins. They're five and 20 on the season. Shouts to Carlos Knox. Shouts to Lynn Dunn. Thank you for saving me. Cause there's absolutely no chance I could have got through that. I played pickup the other week and I was dying. So thank you very much. Lucky friends at the Indiana fever. Um, I hope you guys are rewarded with the first, first overall pick in the upcoming draft. Uh, and that's, and that's where my power rankings start. I want to start at the, <laughs> I want to start at the bottom uh, with the Indiana fever. Um, they're in a tier by themselves at the bottom. Uh, yeah. That's yeah. not, that's not so much because they're like, I mean, they have been bad, but it's not because they're so awful that they have to be in a tier by themselves because it's so awful. It's just like everyone else is kind of trying to get to the eight seed. Yeah. They're not, uh, they're trying to develop their young players. So, right. you know, I, I don't know. How, do, do you have, do you want to say anything about the Indiana fever? First, darn it. Um, yeah, I thought they were definitely get six wins and I was definitely down for the Berry Farms three point shooting um, situation that you were going to have to go through. But I mean, we didn't bet anything for me, so I'm off the hook, right? Yeah, we didn't. Yeah. I kept <laughs> trying to, and she kept trying, she kept changing the subject. I did. Deflecting. So it's a win-win. So <laughs> for both of us, but no, I mean, Indiana, they're trying to, like you said, 
develop their younger players and and get them those minutes and those, that experience. And you can't teach that, you know, they're getting game experience on a professional level and they're going to be better for it. And they're going to get some great picks, you know, coming up. I mean, what do they keep five of their seven picks this year yeah. from the draft and they're all young. So, you know, now they're getting another crop next year and, and continue to develop them and move them forward and watch them evolve. And I think they're going to be better for this experience, although it's uncomfortable right now with the winds not coming like they want. Um, but they have what it takes, I think. Just they have that metal. They have that that workhorse in them, but they just don't have the experience. So they're getting that. No, I think, and you and you see it. You, you see the stuff that um, is going well for them. I mean, I think yeah. Alyssa Smith and, and Emily yeah. Angsler and, you know, they yeah. they've have players that have proven that they can, they belong at this level and can mm-hmm. really be something special at this level. Um, yeah. I think for a franchise in their position, that's absolutely the best thing you can hope for. And also True. Kelsey Mitchell has been phenomenal this year. It really I mean, has. If they had won, if they had won six games, she may have been in the all-star game. Frankly. I know. I feel bad that she didn't get in there, man, because she's really been having a career year and being just consistent and efficient. So that's that's a tough one. But but she's being a great leader. And I think she's developing in that regard. Mm-hmm. Right. Like yeah. we know what she can do. She can put the ball in the basket. We know that she can flat out hoop and she has the experience level, but you know, now she's, she's teaching alongside of being, you know, their leader in scoring and everything else, but she's their leader as you know, their voice as well. So it's, it's a good thing for everyone. I think for that team. Yeah. And Victoria Vivian's is playing really well yeah. too. And it's just great to see yeah. after, uh, after some injury riddled season. So, yeah. um, you know, fever, uh, we're not, not going to talk that much about them, but, <laughs> uh, shouts to you guys, not only for saving me the deep embarrassment of what I was going to have to do if you guys won six games, <laughs> but also for developing your franchise in a positive manner. Yeah. Um, which, you know, uh, we'll see how it pays off in the coming years. And if they get Aaliyah Boston next year, man, this team is cooking. Just yeah. Yeah. Talk about that. Just throwing that out there. Just throwing that out there. Okay, so that that was my 12th spot. Let's move up to my 11th, like 11th spot. Um, I wanted to, I want to say though, I have six teams here. Six. I have six teams in the tier. Um, oh, okay, in the tier. Okay. Yeah, in the tier. So in my and my tiers are basically are like I don't see a ton of difference in here. You know okay. that that's it's somewhat of a cop out, but it, it's basically these teams are more or less similar. Uh, right. In my mind, so I have six teams, and they're fighting for three playoff spots. Okay. Uh, the first one here for me, and where I want to start, is the Atlanta Dream. All right. One of the more confusing teams in the league because yeah. they've started out super hot, four and one start to the season. Mm-hmm. Um, they've been six and eleven since then, three and eight in their last eleven games. Mm-hmm. But they also beat a full strength. Seattle team by 14 points in a wire to wire win the other, right before the all-star break. Right. Um, I just, I feel like they may want to be in the lottery more. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what's happening with Atlanta, but they are in my 11 spot, but they're in this tier fighting for the eight seed. So what do you, what do you think about the, the dream? Man, you know, I love consistency, right? Mm-hmm. And I think the way that they close out that first half of the season with that Seattle win, I think that was very impressive, but now I'm going to be keeping my eyes on them because I want to see, can you do that again, right? Like, can you have that kind of balanced performance that got you that win over a tough team? And 
you know, if the answer to that is no, that's going to be a struggle for me. I, I just, I, I think, you know, in the last 10 games, you know, or the 11 games, you said three and eight, that's tough. Like you want to have more consistency with what you are doing well. Right. right. And, and what happens with young teams, they have some young players, but they're very good. Like Ryan Howard, all those guys, man, they're very good players, but you have to be consistently good. That's what the WNBA is yeah. all about. Being a pro is, I can't just be good on that one day. And then, you know, in the next week, like have a bunch of losses in a row yeah. by not doing what got you that win. So let's see if they can sustain themselves. Uh, I, I agree with where you have them, but, you know, for me, it's all about consistency of play. Yeah, no, I, I want... I, I'm agree. I think I think that's really what's lacking from them. And I think they're also just kind of trying to develop people. I mean, you look at this team, and you see you. And we talked a lot about Nas Hillman before yeah. the season, um, and you see her adding stuff to her game. And I think that's just kind of like the biggest sign that this team is still in development mode. Is like you see Nas Hillman standing almost at the three point line. Do I wish she was behind the three point line in the corner? Yes. But she's in, she's kind of in that middle range and she's still working right. her way back. And she has worked her way back in this season. You know, I think at the beginning of the season, she was spending more of her time in the dunker spot. Uh, right. And then she's taking another step back. Now she's taking right. another step back. And now she's, she's doing the toe curries named after Mo Curry, uh, <laughs> affectionately called by Mike Tebow, um, right. where her foot's on the line for the three, but they're going in. I think right. in, you know, maybe by the end of the season, now she's hitting those threes. Right. Um, and I think that's just like, just, that was just using that as an example to say this team is still in development mode and Tiffany Hayes is working her way back. Um, so I, I wouldn't be shocked to see them fall off the playoff radar. I mean, they have 10 wins. Uh, they're in this, and this is the group folks, the dream, the sparks, the wings, and the mercury have 10 wins, the links and the Liberty have nine. Right. Wow. So it's like all those teams are right there. And I yes. think Atlanta is going to kind of lean, can lean more into the development and I think that'd be kind of a good idea because of a certain someone from South Carolina who we just mentioned will be likely yeah. in the 2023 WNBA draft, who, right. if I was a GM, I would really want on my team. So right. um, I just think, I, I just think that's why I have them 11th. I mean, in this, in the bottom of this uh, category here. Right. No, I, I agree. And I think, you know, they are in a developmental mode mm -hmm. and I know that Nas Hillman, I mean, I saw her from freshman year, all the way through her collegiate career at Michigan. I mean, just a fantastic workhorse. I mean, she went from being on the freshman team and being most improved all the way through to being player of the year. Mm -hmm. So this is someone who's going to continue to work. But I also think that, you know, at this professional level, that it's not just her that's in that developmental yeah. mode, <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. So there, there are more players on that team that are are trying to expand and trying to learn on the fly and trying to, you know, get it done like in games. And, you know, they're getting that opportunity to do that. The same with Indiana, but I think 11 is the proper spot right now for Atlanta until mm -hmm. they prove otherwise, you know, and if they can get a jump on this kind of experience that they're gaining, they can get a jump on that and make some wild push. And that remains to be seen, but you know, we've seen other things happen. We've seen Stranger Things or whatever. Or it's talking about <laughs> Stranger Things. We already but, did the fever uh, section. Sorry. I know. Sorry. <laughs> we did. Uh, <laughs> so, no, I, I look. I, I'm, I, I'm good yeah. with 11. 
Yeah. Well, we'll we'll see. We'll see. I, I would love to see Ryan. I, to me, this is like a no. I think to the dream as well. There's a somewhat of a no lose situation. Either right. we get Ryan Howard in the playoffs, we get to see this team back in the playoffs, yeah. Yeah. or they get back in the lottery and maybe add another future superstar to to the team with Ryan Howard. Um, you right. know, and and build around two great players. But I, I we'll see how they go. Um, let's keep it moving here. Let's move on to the Mercury. Uh, do, do we have much more to say on the Mercury? Oh, man. I, I might have died with the Shields foul in that second overtime. Oh, my God. Well, it, did, it didn't overtime. end up mattering, though. It did end up mattering, kind of. It didn't, but still, I was <laughs> like, oh, my God. Like, she knew it, too, and it was just. Do you think it was on purpose? Do you, do you think she, she was intentionally fouling there, or do you think she just, like, was no. going for the ball and then realized it was a mistake afterwards? I, I think she was going for the ball and realized it was a mistake. Yeah. And then Tarasi came over. Like it was like it was like a moment. Like it's like uh, a brain cramp is what I like to call it. Like it just cramped up on you, mm-hmm. and you know, like you said, it didn't matter. Well, much. It, it actually did. It did. It, I don't want to because she fell out there. She fell. Yeah, there. I don't know, but it's just those kinds of games where they've had those close games. Mm-hmm. They've had a lot of close games. Okay, and they haven't been on the winning side of a lot of those. And that's been frustrating, I'm sure. So I don't know what to say about about Phoenix. I mean, I, I really I love watching them play. I know they have the pieces to to be better, you know, yeah. and, and down the stretch of games. Better down the stretch of games. That's where you show your medal. That's where you show, you know, your guts. That's where you show your hard work and practices by execution but you know they haven't done that man they have not done that in those close games game in in fairness though they did keep coming back you know against minnesota in that last game yeah they kept kept fighting and it was mostly sophie cunningham who was out of her mind 30 yeah she had she had 36 36 right right but she was like cooking yeah. She was she was on fire. She had like two game tying shots at the buzzer. I mean, like she she was having a great game. She also wearing the the, the elbow pad, the Barry Bonds elbow pad. I don't know. Yeah. She, like uh, she it's a giant thing. Yeah. Um so yeah, you know, good. I, I I'm with you. I mean, I don't have much more to say on the on the Mercury. I don't know if they can get past the dysfunction on this team. Um I think they're gonna keep trying. The, I think the bigger problem with this team, honestly, than the dysfunction is that they have, you know, six players really that you would think of it as, um, you know, rotation players in the WNBA. Uh, no, no shade to Rashonda Gray, a, a player that I really like, but it, you know, right. she's not, she's more of a eighth, ninth person and she's their mm-hmm. seventh player right now. And, right. you know, you're looking at the minutes for this team. It's just piling up. So we'll yeah. see, we'll see if they're able to stay uh, in shape. I mean, this, you know, it's Diane Taurasi and, and Scott Diggins Smith and, and apparently Sophie Cunningham is just going to be, be like <laughs> yeah. this regardless yeah. of how we feel about her. Um, so I, we'll see. I don't know. I, I, if I had to guess, they're going to also fall off, but they have no incentive to though. Like they do not have their first round pick. So right. they're going to keep going uh, because they don't yeah. have another choice. <laughs> yeah, they have to. They have to. Forward is the only way. Right. Um, it, so that's that would be our that would be my tenth team. Do you have them tenth? I have them tenth. I agree with that. I I think you know, it's just those close games for me that keeps them at that spot rather mm. than moving them higher. 
Um, you know, for me, it's just about, I don't want to say buying in because I don't know if that's what it is, yeah. but you've got to trust. I think trust is a big word um, down the stretch. Like you have to trust what's on the board. You have to trust the execution. And I just, you know, especially in, in those games that they've lost by one or two possessions, they haven't trusted in, in those instances and haven't come up on the winning side in a lot of those. And so I just want to see more of that from them Yeah. and, you know, make sure they, they're setting and using good screens, make sure they're coming to meet the ball and, and following the game plan down in those moments, in those moments. I mean, throughout the game, of course, yes, yeah. but down the stretch, you're in the ATO, you got to come out and you got to do that. You got to come out and, and execute that. And you have to have plan B and C. If they take that first option away, you've got to have plan yeah. B and C ready to go in motion. And you got to get it done. Well, and that, like, even if you miss that shot, even if you miss that plan C shot, you had the plan C ready. Well, and I think they, but another part of that, though, is like being tired at the end of the game. So, so execution suffers when you're tired. That's and true. They're, and they're not like the aces who, you know, we could talk about the aces' depth problems, and we will, but the aces get up by 30, 20, 20, 20 or 30 points in the first quarter, seemingly all the time. And then they, you know, they can stop teams. And then it doesn't really matter as much when the bench comes in or they can get more rest when they're up 20. Right. So I think it's just like, they're too thin for me to believe in them. All right, let's, let's keep it moving here. Um, I have three teams that I just don't, I have no clue what to do with, um, frankly. Uh, And I want you to pick which team you have in your ninth spot. Um, Actually, you know what? Just rank these three teams for me. That's what I want you to do. Rank these three teams. Uh, the New York Liberty, okay. the Dallas Wings, okay. and the Los Angeles Sparks. I'm going to go the Sparks first. Okay, so yeah, Sparks first. And those three. And, and those, those three. three, yeah, yeah. All right, and then I'm going with New York. Okay. And then Dallas. Okay, so that would mean, so if Phoenix was 10th, mm-hmm. that means uh, who, Dallas, yeah. Dallas is 9th, New York mm-hmm. is 8th, yep. and LA is 7th. Yes. Okay. I agree with that. And do you have, all right, let's just finish off this. Let's just finish off this. Well, kind of, I, I got to think about it. Cause like, I, I just have them listed here. Cause I don't know what to okay. do. I don't know what to do. And, and especially after this morning with the Liberty, I, the team I was talking about when I was talking about the aces getting up by 20 or 30 points, I was talking about the Liberty because they got up by 30 points in the first quarter and the game was over and they won by 34. Right. Um, so, you know, uh, that the Liberty have maybe it's just because it was this morning, uh, but the Liberty have, have left a bad taste of my mouth right before this podcast. Um, and and just just for the record, I have the links sixth, so that would okay. that would cap off my tier. So six is Minnesota, seventh is LA, eighth is New York, and Dallas in our scenario would be out of the playoff at nine. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what you want to talk. I just this is so confusing to me. This is so confusing to me because those three teams have so much talent and just like at least, but in New York and LA have a lot of injury concerns and we could put it on injuries. Um, like Dallas doesn't really have that though. <laughs> no, no. They don't. So, tell me about Dallas. Uh, they're, they're four and nine since a six and four start. Um, right. I don't know what to do with Dallas. I just throw up my hands. Christy, tell me something. Tell me something. Oh, well, for me, I mean, when the Mystic just played LA, that's the last time I had my eyes on them um, after the All-Star break. Yeah. And 
you know, they didn't have NECA Gumake because she was out non-COVID illness, they said non-COVID. Yeah. Um, and now, and now Liz Cambage is out with health in the health right. and safety protocols tonight. She's out. Yeah. But I just think, I mean, just the way they were, I mean, with NECA, right? I think right before the All-Star break, I think they were just gaining some footing and mm -hmm. getting some traction and, and getting their chemistry together. So that's why I had them first, just because the momentum seemed to be going their way. Uh, but with players in and out, that's always uh, makes it tough. We were talking about that, right? Yeah. Um, but the health and safety protocol situation, but also um, the other things as well. Are you good, bud? Oh, okay, sorry. Sorry. Do we, do, do we have do we have an appearance from? Hey, Jordan, come over here. Come here. Two seconds. Come here. Come, come, come do we on. have an appearance? Come on. Lean in, lean in, right. put a hat on, you're fine. Okay. Um, yeah, it's true. He doesn't have to, he doesn't. Um, but I think- He's too know, big, he's too big time for us now. He's so 25, average of 25 points in the tournament, yeah. come on. Too big he time had, for courtside. He had 34 in the first game. But anyway, he's, he's, uh, he's coming. Anyway, um, but yeah, but for LA, I just think, you know, their depth has really shown up. And Shanae got in there and I think she's been doing a good job getting some double doubles under her belt and really providing that extra punch of offense and, and boards and defense for that matter. Yeah. Um, come here though. <laughs> He's not going to. He doesn't want to do it. He I try. I try to get him just to put his eyeball in. Eh. Too big time. Too big Thanks. time. We need, we need, we need to sign him up to an NIL deal. That's good. I, That's good really business, though. Jordan. That's that good is. business. Don't put your face in anything unless they're paying you. <laughs> There you go. We cut the corner now. That's fine. But with the with Dallas, though, I just think you know it's almost been like, and not no shade, you know, uh, intended. But with Dallas, it just seems like they have been in the same place for three seasons. Am I wrong? Mm -mm, you are not. I feel like I'm wrong. Okay. So I just feel like we say the same thing, like, hey, they're just about to turn the corner. They're just right there, right at the edge of it, you know, trying to get in the playoffs. And right here, we're saying they're nine, mm -hmm. right outside the playoffs yet again um, with the same team, basically. And I know Satu has been out with the knee and all that, and they're trying to get her back in and, and uh, chemistry-wise and figuring that back out. I get it, but can't keep saying the same thing about the same team that's what that's how i feel and and how much is this about arike gumbawale because you know you look at her stats and and you look at her play and she's an right. awesome she's an awesome basketball player don't i'm not i'm not trying to say she's not she's an awesome basketball player she's super fun to watch and she's a great scorer she just hasn't evolved into the player that i think this team needs to have in order to be successful because she's what this team is built around right and satu hasn't been satu's been hurt and yeah. that's been a huge hindrance on <laughs> on this franchise development no doubt no doubt about it like for sure yeah but you look at this team and it's like arika kind of has to evolve and just do a little bit more and you know if she wasn't so great maybe we don't have this complaint right of like right if you if you didn't see how great she could be we wouldn't be saying that what she's doing is not enough, but we, we do see that. We do see how great she could be. And she needs to be doing more for this team in, in different ways. You know, she has to be more of a facilitator. She has to take less um, efficient, like take, cut out those bad jumpers that she takes. And she just doesn't do it. 
And to me, I think that's why this team has felt stagnant over the years. Um, right. I, I totally agree with you. Like, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they get into the playoffs and I don't really know what their schedule is like. I haven't, right. I haven't, I didn't like do all that for this one. And they have three games against Chicago. Uh, they have other games against Las Vegas. Like it's not an easy schedule by any means, but it just with you, it feels a little stagnant. And I don't know if changes are in the, are in the fold this, this summer or this yeah. winter. Sorry. We do it in the winter. Yeah. That's just how I feel about them. I, and you know, it, it just makes it tough because if you are a player like Arika Gumbawale and you know that you, you know, you're, you're, you know, the ball's going to be in her hands in a close game in the last minutes in the last seconds. And you're that big game player. It's just, I know it's probably frustrating, you know, when it comes down to it. Okay. Talk me off the ledge for New York. Cause I'm worried. <laughs> I'm worried. I've been in on this team for a while. Uh, I've been saying a lot about this team. I really like this team they've been hurt the entire season. And that is, that is really tough. I mean, Rebecca Allen just came back. Jocelyn Willoughby may come back. Benaja right. Laney may come back. Benaja has been out for most of the season. She's either their best player or their second or third best player. Like she's a huge part of this team. Right. That being said, they played some pretty good basketball before right. the break. They were eight and six after that disastrous one, seven start, got themselves back in the mix. Sabrina and Eskew, unbelievable. Marine Johannes was awesome. Han Zhu, has been phenomenal um, yes. and they've made a huge impact on this team, but like, I can't, you can't get blown out by 34 points the morning of a podcast and expect <laughs> me to like, like, that's like, I think I, I think I have Dallas in front of New York, honestly, despite yeah. everything I just said, I think I have Dallas in front of New York because it's just, they get down so early in the games. That's like, I, you know, I don't know. I mean, I, I, every, the, the bad times that I watch them are so bad and the good times I watch them are so good. I just don't, I don't know what to do. Just talk, talk me off the ledge here. Could, could you please? Oh man. I don't know if I can after what happened today. Um, but just, you know, it goes back to what I said about being consistent. Like you've got to be on it. And, and that's, that's why you're a pro. That's why you play sports. It's like to be consistent. And I think, you know, I don't know what the deal was for them to just lay that egg like that. But I don't know if I'm doing a good job talking about the ledge game, but I just think they have the pieces. They have the pieces and they've shown themselves at their best. They can be a problem. So for me, I'm still going to, you know, give them that respect, you know, what they've what they've shown in the past. But, you know, what have you done for me lately? And lately, this last game was what we've seen you know, most recently. And that was just really disappointing to say the least. Like you can't put everything on injuries because no. that's not how this works, but you also, you can't ignore the injuries. I, it's just, it, it's frustrating. It's really, really frustrating right. um, because I want to see this team succeed. I want, I want to see Sabrina play multiple playoff games. I want to see Natasha Howard back in the playoffs where her skills are going to be even more valuable than they are in the regular season. Right. Johannes has been awesome. I just like, yeah, I want them. I want them to succeed, but I can't believe in them at the moment um so los angeles i'm gonna be honest when we start like when i did this before the all-star break when i thought we were doing this last year i had them behind those two teams um and my first line in like my little my little note here is maybe i'm just a hater uh (laughs) and maybe i am just a hater hashtag maybe i'm just a hater (laughs) maybe i'm just a hater um i don't know i mean 
they are they were five and seven. Uh, the record with Derek Fisher as a coach is five and seven. The record since Derek Fisher got fired is now five and six. Um, so do it that way. You I mean, again, as you mentioned, Neka Gumake has been phenomenal. She uh, has. But I don't know. Do you have any? Do you have anyone? Anything you want to say about Los Angeles? I I mean I don't know. I just think that they have you know if they bear down and stay healthy, mm-hmm. uh, I, I think they could be a team that could contend this year. But they've got to they've got to be they've got to be on it. They've got to be contend for what? Contend for a deep run in the playoffs. Okay. <laughs> Not for uh, to be clear. Yeah. To be clear. Because I'd say, you know, I just think, you know, on paper before the season started, you see all the players going there and then, you know, Carter's out. And then now Neko's out. Now Cambage is going to be out. And this is not the time for that. And you can't plan for that. And this is no one's fault, obviously, with injuries and all that stuff. But I'm like, man, on paper, I'm thinking this team is going to be deep into the playoffs and and all of that once they come together with their chemistry and they just haven't been afforded that opportunity because of all the injuries and stuff. So, and that's just where I am with them, but I, I I still have hope that, you know, that they can get themselves back together in enough time to make a strong push. Here's my plea for all three of these teams. (laughs) Two of you get your stuff together, figure it out. One of you just be bad. So then I don't have to be this confused. (laughs) That's all I want. Like I, I, I don't care what you guys do. I hope you guys all have fun playing basketball, but like, I don't want to be this confused anymore. So one team just completely <laughs> fall off the face of the planet, lose your next four games, and I don't have to worry about you. And the other two teams go on a winning streak, and then we don't have to worry. Then, then, we're, then we're good. Then the playoff race is set, and I don't have to have this massive 16 tier. Although, <laughs> although I want to move it out to the last team in this tier, who I almost had in a tier by themselves, and even almost had in a tier with the Washington Mystics above them. It's okay. a nine-win Minnesota Lynx. Okay. Because it turns out that having Sylvia Fowles healthy on your team greatly improves your chances at winning. How about that? Who would have thunk it? How about that? Because uh, they, they, were, <laughs> they were three and nine before her injury, but they also had a lot of other injuries strewn right. about in there. Then they were one and four while she was out, and now they're five and two since she came back. And uh, beyond Sylvia Fowles being back, I think the biggest development for this team is another courtside favorite, Ariel Powers, Yeah, has decided to be the all-star that we've all seen in her. A rock star. Just un- unbelievably talented. And she's putting that all to good use, not yeah. like just making really good decisions. Her turnover rate, her, her assisted turnover ratio is at its highest point it's ever been. She's really taken on that lead guard. Yes, spots, which is what they yes. want. They wanted for her, but I, we when we when that happened, when the move happened that she went to uh, Minnesota, we we're both a little concerned about her turnovers, and she's really gotten that down. And it's just like great to see because this is exactly um, yeah. the player we thought she could be for them. So I think they're great. I think if they stay healthy the rest of the season, they're way closer to the Mystics than they are to the rest of this group. Yeah, I agree, and they're playing great basketball right now. I think you know they're playing like grinded out hoops, and that's always that's going to take you further than, than anything like your attitude and mentality. And I think right now the links have that attitude and mentality and whether it's, we're going to do this for a big sale or, Hey, we're just coming together at the right yeah. time or a little bit of both. I think they're showing that. I think they're displaying that and they're coming into DC on Sunday. 
uh, for Sills last game in DC. So I think, you know, there's a lot of that, I think that that'll fuel a team. Sometimes you just need a reason. Sometimes I was concerned if I didn't have butterflies in my stomach, you know, before a game, I'm like, man, I gotta, I gotta hold on to something. So they have some things that they can grab onto that can, you know, motivate them and, and fire them up and, and keep that engine running. And I think right now their engine is running on, on a high level. And a lot of that is due to aerial powers and the energy that she brings to a room and to a stadium. <laughs> she, she's just been awesome. Uh, she's and- phenomenal. Yeah. Also, I, I don't know if you saw this, but uh, Nafisa Collier is like at practice. She's not yeah. practicing. I, well, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, we, all, we know all we know is we saw a picture of her in practice gear at practice. Right. She had her baby. I, she had a she had a child. Not I don't I don't know how how like a month ago. Like a month like a month ago. Wait, really? Like right? a month ago? Wait, what are we in July? We're in July. I think we had the baby in May, maybe. Wow. I'm, so, I'm, I'm thinking it was May. Yeah. You know, um, I don't know if she can come back that fast. Uh, if there's anyone that can do it, obviously she is hurt. <laughs> that is that is the that is one of the players you would bet on. Um, so I don't know. We'll see if she comes back and she's she's playing somewhat like her normal self. I mean, this team to me is the wild card of the WNBA down the stretch. I think I agree with that. right, like this team is. Yeah. It, if I told you, and I hold on, I'm gonna grab a little sticky note. I have to move my camera. Another I should, I should, I should have thought about this. <laughs> uh, so when the links were bad, if you recall, uh, I said on May 15th oh, that the links will be in the playoffs. <laughs> my handwriting's terrible. I'm sorry about that. But I done said it. I said it, folks, that the links are gonna be in the playoffs, and and it's looking like that's gonna happen. And if Nafisa Collier yeah. comes back, this seems even better. So I'm really excited for them, and I'm happy. Um, turns out, you know, hey, Sylvia Fowles, Ariel Powers, Kayla McBride, Cheryl Reeve. Yep. It's, pretty, it's pretty good basketball team. Just Not pretty bad. good basketball. It's bad. Let's talk about let's talk about our hometown team, Mystics. Uh, I have yep. them in this tier by themselves at one, two, three, four, five, fifth, fifth spot. Um, I think that's pretty much where everyone has them because you look at this team and and I have so we're getting into my favorite spot. So I have one, my first category is favorites I trust. My second category is favorites I don't trust. And then my third category is favorites when Elena Deladon plays. <laughs> this team is almost unstoppable. 13 and four with Elena Deladon. Three yeah. and six without Elena Deladon. She's playing tonight in Phoenix, uh, yeah. which is great to see on the West Coast road trip, going to going on a flight, seeing how her body reacts to that. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. Um, but I... I, I Look, if the EDD plays, it, it, and I don't want to be like too simplistic about this because there's so much cool stuff going on with the Mystics, but it really does boil down to having one of the best players, if not the best player on the planet, playing for your team is going to greatly yeah. improve your chances of winning. No, no doubt. No doubt about it. Um, you know, Tiana Hawkins is the player who is kind of that, that linchpin, if you will, who gets a lot of playing time yeah. when Deladon is, is out. And when Deladon is playing, doesn't really see a lot of time. But she's she's good with that. I mean, everyone has bought into their role for this team, and for Deladon to yes. have twenty six in that LA game, man, that she was just phenomenal and tough to stop, and just doing what she does well. And for her ability to to pass the ball, you know, Mike Tebow post game said, you know, I saw Elena Deladon running point guard in eighth grade, yes. and she was making some incredible passes. So it's not outside of her skill set or wheelhouse be able to make plays that she's making now because she's drawing so much defensive attention 
but she can make plays and and make those great passes to her teammates who in viable positions to score. So I just think for me, I think I know you have them at five, but I just think she's not going to miss any more. I don't know how many more games she's going to miss. I think she said she's in for the stretch run now. Okay. And the first part of the season was when, she, you know, those games, those nine games, I guess, that she was out, that she was going to, you know, not have that in the second half of the season. And she did that so that she could make the stretch run, you mm-hmm. know, without having to take games off. So with that in mind, I, I would like to um, move them higher than five. Okay. Where are you putting them? I, I would like to move them higher than five. And I, I would like to maybe just go ahead and push them to three. To three. Ooh. Push them to three. I have Vegas, Chicago, Washington. Boom, boom, boom. Vegas, Chicago, Washington. There it we is. Have a, we have a vastly different top I four. We're going, we're going long, folks. I said it. We're going, we're going long. We're going long. Um, we're going. I just on. think with Deladon, you said they're thirteen and four with her. Yeah. And I just think if she's gonna, you know, if she's not gonna miss any games in the second half of the season, I mean, I, I so I kind of view this as like a. I mean, it, I don't know how I don't know how people look at um, like power rankings. Everyone does them kind of differently. I kind of look at this, and I think you kind of look at this too. Is like who, if we had a playoff series right now between these teams, who would I favor? And so in that regard, I definitely think if if Elaine Deladon's playing. I probably would favor the Mystics over some of these, maybe That's what I'm saying. Maybe a couple of teams ahead of them. But it, we do have to kind of, you know, prepare for the potential as we have with this team all season that, hey, maybe, maybe, it, does, maybe it doesn't happen. Although it's looking great. It's looking great. It's feeling great. But we've been here before. We've seen the movie. I've seen the movie. Maybe sure. this one has a different ending. Maybe the sequel has a different ending. But I saw the movie and it hurt my feelings. So I don't want to get like too high up, but I, I think I'm with you. I mean, like this team is, if Atlanta Daldon's healthy and they're rolling, this yeah. team is a championship contender for okay. sure. Absolutely. I think, you know, I, I would like to see some more consistency from Aisha Hines Allen. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd like to see some more consistency from Shatori Walker Kimbrough. I'd like to see um, Natasha Cloud get back into her shooting rhythm that she was in at the early, in beginning of the season, although she's doing mm-hmm. so much for this team that I think it's it's fine. They, they'll, they'll survive with her um, shooting shooting how she is. Uh, and, and, you know, I'd want Ariel Atkins to get to the rim a little bit more. I've said that a few times. Yeah. But, Oh, I think the biggest point, and you hit the nail on the head, is that everyone on this team understands their role and, al- and also how their role gets them to a championship. Yes. Because pretty much everyone on this team has played on the championship team outside of Shakira Austin. But I honestly don't think, I don't think any situation has ever scared a Shakira Austin. She just seems <laughs> like that kind of person. Like she doesn't yeah. care. So it's like, yeah, yeah. Tell, me, tell me what to do. I'll do it. And like, we're cool. Like, it's fine. So I don't yep. think she's gonna be her, she's gonna be a problem in the playoffs, but I think that that's a big that's a huge factor for me, and I think it's gonna be a huge factor for the Mystics going forward is they understand their roles and how their roles correspond to get to a championship, and right. that's what may separate them from some teams ahead of them. No, I agree, and I think you know that that depth that bench mob, if you will, that Washington has, they've got to come up big. You know, they, they thrive in those moments where they can just come at you in waves. And when everyone is clicking on all cylinders, it's really pretty basketball. And I think, you know, Washington has shown, you know, in their last couple of games, right before the break and in that LA game most recently, that they can depend upon the bench to come in and really provide that punch that they need to get them over the hump. And 
you know, not just offensively speaking. I mean, this is the second best defensive team in the league. Yeah. And Natasha Cloud said after the game in, in L.A. the other night or morning, if you will, it was almost 1 a.m. <laughs> uh, but she said, you know, we're, we're second in um, defensive efficiency. We want to be first. Right. So with them still fighting to be first in, in defensive efficiency, I think really says a lot about this team, too. You know, um, they're, they've bought into the defensive energy and, and intensity necessary to win games. And they know that's what it took to win the championship in 2019. So there are enough players there who who can, you know, make sure that that kind of culture is their personality for the remainder of this season. No, I'm, I'm, I, I think they are, again, stay healthy. They're yeah. going to, they're going to, they're going to be in that championship mix. Okay. Yeah. Now I, I have a tier here. And now the, this is what I was mentioning. I, let's, I, let's just, um, I want to do the four teams that we have, right? Okay. We have four teams left. These are the favorites. For okay. Me. This is like, and, and, it, and the mystics too. It's just, we have to, I have to talk about them in a different tier because of my whole ridiculous thing. All right. <laughs> uh, so I have my favorites that I trust and my favorites that I do not trust. All right. Um, shockingly, the favorites that I trust are the two teams that have won championships in this grouping. So okay. yeah, I go Chicago one, Seattle two. Okay. Then, in my, then in another tier, I have my favorites that I don't trust, and that'd be the Las Vegas Aces and the Connecticut Sun. Wow. Las Vegas at three, Connecticut Sun at four. And, and, and it's not that I don't trust them to win basketball games. That's not okay. what I'm saying. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is I don't trust them to win this, their semifinal series or win the final. Like, I don't trust them to win the finals okay, because of certain structural flaws that they have and because I just haven't seen them do it. And that's such a big deal for me. And I, you know, I don't want to be the rings, like, you know, rings guy, like you show me the rings, but I... like it matters, right? Like I'm not, I'm not making this up that it definitely matters when yeah. you win a championship, you know what it took to get there. Yes. And that matters greatly to me. It does. So that's why I have those two teams at the top two. I have the other two teams at three and four. I understand Um, you. So could could you rank the top five, those top five teams for me, just so I have, I have what you got. For me, I'm going, I am going Vegas. Vegas one. Chicago. Okay. Washington. Okay. Seattle. Okay. Wait, and what's my fifth and one? Do you, you have uh, uh, Connecticut? Who am I missing? Oh, Connecticut. Oh, wow, okay. wait. Okay, wait. <laughs> it has to be like that. It has to be like that. There it is, Connecticut. <laughs> All right. So we disagree. So we disagree on really Seattle and Vegas seems to be our bigger disagreements here. I would right. say those two teams are our bigger disagreements. Let's start with Vegas. Um, so you have them one and they are, they're still on top of the standings. Uh, yeah. Seven, 17 and six. Yeah. Oh no, no, I'm sorry. They are tied. They are tied in the win column with Chicago. Uh, okay. 17, the Vegas at 17 and seven Chicago's at 17 and six Chicago okay. plays tonight. Um, but so the re all right, here's my problem with the aces. <laughs> right. And this is going to sound pretty hollow because they just won a game by 34 points. Yeah. In which they only allowed 72 points scored. Yeah. However, over the last five games, not including this morning, their defensive rating was 120, which oh. is absurd. And the defense has kind of been a mess since that really great stretch at the beginning of the season. True. 
they're five, they're, uh, they're five and five in the last 10 games. And I'm just getting a little worried about their defense and their depth. So tell, tell me why you weren't as concerned about that. Because they've scored three consecutive games over a hundred points. <laughs> oh, fair enough. They're getting buckets, man. They're scoring the ball. They're scoring the ball. And I know, you know, the defense right now isn't probably what they wanted to be, but I don't know. At the same time, you got to be able to score the ball. Mm -hmm. And you have to be able, like I said, all throughout this pod, that you have to be consistent. Mm -hmm. And if you can get over a hundred points in, in three games, I think, you know, you found your offensive chemistry. Um, I think that, you know, when you are playing with that level of fierceness on the offensive side, that kind of takes away some errors, if you will, on the defensive mm. side. So I'm going with their offensive prowess right now, taking them over the top. Okay. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, look, hey, if you want to tell me this team is going to just drop, you know, hundred plus points on every team to play in the playoffs. I believe you. I just think when it comes down to the playoffs, um, I mean, your depth doesn't matter quite as much first and foremost. Right. And I, I said that before. So I think that's less of a concern. Uh, I love to see Ileana repair, become a bigger part of this team um, and, you know, continue to grow. Cause she could be a right. big part of their, of, of what they're doing uh, in the second half of the season. The reason why I say depth is a concern is just because if you're playing a lot in the home stretch of the season, trying to get the one seat or whatever, you're going to be right. tired when the playoffs comes. And we've seen that with teams that don't, that don't have as much depth. True. And I just think in the, in the playoffs, you're going to run into teams that can stop you. Right. You're going to play a team like Chicago, who has everything in the toolbox to stop you defensively. <laughs> you're going to play a team like Washington, who has, for, for quarters and halves at the time, has yeah. stopped this Vegas team. Yeah. You're, you're going to play a team like Seattle, who also has everything in the toolbox, and Connecticut, right? Like all five of these teams have a good enough defense to slow you down. So in those games where you're being slowed down offensively, where you're, you're missing a few more shots than you normally do, can right. you get, can you make up those stops on the uh, other end? Big question. I just don't know if that's the case. And that's why I have them in this group of, of teams. I don't trust because I don't think, I just don't, I don't know if they can do, if they can raise their defensive level to a point that it can overcome some of these other great defensive teams. Right. No, that's a great point. And I mean, you got to be able to do more than score. And I get that. But at the same time, if you can, if you can outscore, yeah, I know, right. If you can outscore your opponents and, and get that. Yeah. That those, is the point of the those game. Hundos. But I'm saying you get those yeah. hundos <laughs> and three consecutive games. I mean, that's not a bad deal. Yeah, but they lost, they lost one of them. Right. They lost one of them. And, and all three of them were against New York, a uh, team that we just talked about. Um, right. And, you know, they have had some success scoring against some of the better teams in the league. You know, I, I don't think they're going to be completely shut down, but it's just like, can you win a game when you score, you know, 77 points? Right. That's, that's really my question. And to me, the answer is, I don't know. Maybe it's, right. maybe it's yes, maybe it's not. But look, Ace is having a, a phenomenal season. Uh, Kelsey Plum has been unbelievable. Asia Wilson. Like either the MVP favorite or one of in the small group of favorites for the MVP. Um, but you know, I, I think it's we'll see. I just don't I don't quite trust them. Um, who do you want to talk about now? Do you want to talk about Chicago, Seattle, or Connecticut? Um, Chicago. Chicago. I know. 
I mean, this team's I, awesome. I, I just for Chicago, I just think you know the way that they came from a six seed and won the championship last year. Mm-hmm. I mean, and you've already just said this, like you, if you've done it before, you know the blueprint. I just think this team is scary right now. Like with Emma Miesemann also on board, who oh also had to win, uh, won a championship in DC in 2019. So that team to me, I mean, if Vegas falters defensively down the stretch, I mean, Chicago's right there. And, and they have like that strong momentum and confidence because of what they were able to do last year with the addition of Emma Miesemann. So to me, that's, that's where I stand with that team. Like I'm, I'm side-eyeing them. Like they're, they're on the move. Like I wouldn't be surprised because of what they did last year and how they did it last year too. And that's exactly, I mean, to me, that's why I have them first. It's just like, yeah, there's something that's different when you come off a championship. There's something that's different. Come off a championship. Everyone has a lot more, um, you know, a lot, a lot more oomph. They just have a lot. You have a lot more confidence. You know exactly what you did. You don't have to, you don't have to worry about it. And you know, they don't have anyone on this team. That's like, like really trying to prove themselves, you know, people got paid. Right. It doesn't seem like there, and there's no like disease of me or disease of more. Like I talk about it. They, they know what they're doing. Their coaching staff knows what they're doing. Emma yeah. has fit in perfectly. Like we kind of knew she would. Right. Like, and this yeah. is not, and the, and the, and the big piece they added is a player that knows what it takes to win championships. So I, I look, this seems going to be awesome. Um, I, I don't think they're not like, no one's unstoppable. I think that's what's really fun. That's what's really fun about the season. These five teams, you mm-hmm. if you told me any one of these five teams beat the, one of the other five teams in the playoffs, I'd be like, yeah, that, that, that's not crazy. <laughs> like, it's not, it's not crazy. Sense. Like, it's fine. Right? right? And it's just like, a, a, the closest thing, though, to the unstoppable force in this league right now, to me, in mm-hmm. my opinion, would be Chicago, just because of the way Candace is playing, because yeah. the way Emma's playing, how together they are, and, and how much they know what they're doing. Um I hope that doesn't like immediately mean that they're going to lose their next game because that that, that would seem very on brand. <laughs> that would seem very on brand for me. Um, yeah, so I'm I'm I think Chicago's great. Chicago and Vegas, we need a playoff series between these two teams because we didn't yeah. get it. We did not get it last year, so we need a playoff series between these two teams. Yeah, we that would be great. I mean, I just think that you know they have what it takes, man. You know they have that it that oomph, like you said, that moxie, and that's that's hard to coach against. You know, because yeah. a lot of it is, you know, broken plays, making great reads because of their great experience with one another and players who know how to get get the job done. So, yeah, it's intriguing. All right, let's talk about Seattle or, uh, Seattle or Connecticut. You pick. Let's go with Seattle. Let's go with Seattle. Seattle. All right, so the reason I had Seattle second is because in their last five games before the all-star break, because that's when I did all this research and I didn't, I didn't really have time to redo it today. Um, 16.6 net rating. That's very good, folks. <laughs> that is uh, very good. Uh, I think, you know, their defense is unbelievable. I think Ezzy Magrigor has just taken this giant leap forward on defense. I'm sorry. It's not a giant leap forward. It's just another leap forward on defense. Um, she's looking like she's one of the defensive player of the year candidates, maybe even the favorite, depending on who you talk to. Um, she's been unbelievable. Brianna Stewart, obviously doing her thing. Joe Lloyd, Sue Bird, again, another team where it's like, oh, right. All of these names have been to the mountaintop and understand what they're doing. A couple times. The wild card here is Tim Charles, who both may be the answer to a lot of their issues, 
and a potential problem. I think she'll be an answer because she does com- she can provide bench scoring, and I think she's uh, embraced her role. Um, and if that happens, that's great because then she can sop up those minutes and give Stewie rest and give Ezzy rest and, and be able to work on this team. Right. And she's not cutting into Ezzy's minutes at the moment, which is fantastic. And I think in right. the playoffs, you know, she's going to be more more of a bit player. Uh, as to, and just like offensive injection. And they are going to need that at times yeah. in the playoffs. And I think she could be huge for them. So that's why I think Seattle is second, because I just trust their system. It doesn't seem like Tina Charles has rocked the boat. So I trust them. Why do you have them fourth? Because, man, I think there's been some bo- boat rocking. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I, I just think you're trying to get the minutes in there for Tina Charles at this juncture of the season and, and okay, it hasn't been a disruption yet, but I just think has, I don't know. Like I, I coached for a long time and yeah. I, I don't know if I was any good or whatever, but she was good. Folks. I, she I was will good. say, I will say as the season goes along and coaches out there, you guys know mm-hmm. that rotation tightens up. Okay. And I don't know who's like, if you have to tighten up Seattle's rotation, who do you start with? Like in terms of minutes from. Okay. And uh, give more minutes to. Uh, well, I'm because taking that, that adds into that formula. Uh, I'm taking, I'm taking minutes from Tina. I mean, at 20, she played 23 minutes in the last game. Um, I'm not taking minutes from Stephanie Talbot. Stephanie Talbot's been awesome. Sneakily awesome. Like really, really good. So Talbot stays on the floor as much. Maybe, I mean, you know, in the last game, Gabby Williams only played uh, 17 minutes. Um, And I think they're just pretty, they're they're flexible in that regard. But yes, if you're asking me who, if we need to, if we need to, if we need to take minutes away from someone and give them someone else, I'm taking minutes away from Team Charles and giving them to Ezzy Magrador. And that would be, I don't know, probably like roughly like four minutes a game, five minutes a game to in that, in that exchange. How do you think she, she's going to feel about that? She's here for the ring. That that's, this so is like, it's fine. Well, you pull out the rings, right? If she comes knocking on, <laughs> on the door, you, you go, Hey, and she's going to come knocking. I guess uh, let's put Sue Bird in the seat where Tina Charles is complaining to Sue can say, Hey, look, these are all of my rings. Do you want one? Do you, do you want one? I can loan you one if you, if you don't want to be here. I can just loan you one. You can hang out with it. Or you can stay here and, and not be a problem, and, we'll win, and we can win a title right now. So I think yeah. it's a pretty good easy sell to say, hey, Tina, like, easy sell. this is a place you can win a championship. You just have to do what we're telling you because we know how to get there. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you, and- I agree. Oh, that's period, point blank, the end right there. Right? You just said. And, and, and I hope it would be as seamless as that. I hope so, too. And this is so that's my that's why I have okay. that because the monkey run the potential monkey wrench potential yeah right it's, exactly Tina it is could be the both the solution and the source of all of these t- all of the problems for the Seattle Storm. What I'm so far she's been more of a it's more of a solution um, yeah. I'm, I'm banking on that I'm banking on that okay uh, now let's get to Connecticut um Connecticut interesting team i mean we got we saw them at the beginning of the season as the favorite um obvious reasons i mean they brought back this team that has been this team for a while now right yeah uh, they lose jasmine thomas yeah. 
and they 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 haven't you know they haven't like completely fallen off the map they haven't like you know been terrible their offense has been bad uh third worst offense in the last five games um courtney williams is their only player shooting over 30 percent in the last five games before the all-star break uh they need one of these guards to step up. I think Natisha, mm-hmm. Natisha Heideman, Carrington, maybe even Nia Cloudon, my, my sweet Nia Cloudon. Um, <laughs> you know, one, one of these players to step yeah, up uh, because I, they just have a thin rotation and they need, they need, an, they need one guard that they can count on in, right. in this and one more guard that they can count on. Um, I just don't know if they're going to get that. So that's why, you know yeah. what? You know what? I actually, you haven't said anything, but you convinced me. I'll put the Mystics ahead of this. A Mystics ahead of this one. I got him, y'all. I'll put the Mystics ahead of this one. I got him. That thirteen and four EDD that was sitting no. in your head, uh, sitting in your head. <laughs> there it is. They're moving ahead. Okay. There but so go. why? So why? But now, now explain to me why did you have them? Uh, why did you have them at five? Because of Jasmine Thomas being out. I mean, I just think, you know, last year, I think that was their moment and not that this year can't be okay. Mm -hmm. So don't get me wrong, but I think last year with them getting the coach of the year, most improved Bree Jones, MVP, you know, with John Quell Jones, they just had everything right there. And I don't know, like just to have Jasmine Thomas out now, they're going to need her. And they're going to need her decision making down the stretch, and they're not going to have that. And right now, like you said, they're not, they haven't fallen off per se without her. But I think, you know, as the season gets strained and all of a sudden now we're trying to make this push to the playoffs, I think you're really going to, to miss the services of, of Jasmine Thomas. Yeah. Well, it, it, it's just, you know, when you get down to the playoffs, yeah. Any, any little weak spot you got. That's what I'm saying. It's coming up. It's coming That's up. Teams, teams are going to attack it and teams are going to yeah. force the best teams. The teams in this conversation yeah. are going to force Natisha Heideman to be a major factor in how the game goes. They're going to force Dijanae Carrington to be a major factor in how this game goes or Nia Cloudon. But I, I, as much as I like Nia Cloudon, I won't want to put a rookie in that situation. So, yeah, I'm a little worried. But then again, from the flip side, right? You right. look at Dewana Bonner, Alyssa Thomas, John Quill Jones, Brianna Jones, a player we just praised, like Tuffy. And then Courtney Williams is having a nice season. Cheers. That's a team that can that's a team that can uh, really compete. So I I I'm not may I, I don't know. I'll have them a five. But if you again, again, this is the whole thing. If I told you the Connecticut Sun won the championship, would you be that surprised? No. <laughs> was that too fast of an answer no no, no. Uh, i think it's no. the right answer I, I wouldn't be surprised and i i want the best for them trust and believe but it's just you know when you look at what it takes to win a championship and like you said opponents in the top five in the in the league they're going to exploit the fact that they don't have jasmine thomas out there and i'm not saying it uh offensively i mean defensively you're going to exploit that too right? Like you can do more things without Jasmine Thomas on the floor. You can do more things defensively without having to have to cover a player like that. So you can double some more, you can do other, you know, add more wrinkles to what you're, you're doing on your defensive side. But 
on the offensive end for Connecticut, I think they, they're really going to miss her. That's all I, I don't know why I keep saying that, but I, I just feel like that's a big piece of their puzzle of success. And oh, without sure. her there, without her there, I, I just think it's going to be, it's going to be tougher, but not impossible, which is why I was not slow to say, I wouldn't be surprised if they win at all. <laughs> yeah. But I'm concerned. I'm concerned that her presence will be a, you know, a clear detriment down the stretch. Well, you know, it's crazy. Here's the craziest part of all of this. That's the craziest part. One of these teams is not making it out of the first round of playoffs. Hey, One of these five teams that I think we both and many people would label as favorites or contenders or whatever, whatever verbiage you want to use in the yeah. top top. One of these teams is not making it out of the first round and yeah. current and currently the first round matchup is uh, the, the matchup that would be with these two teams would be the Connecticut Sun and the Washington Six. Oof. That's a first round matchup, man. Wow. That's crazy. This, this playoffs is going to be insane. Home, it is. home stretch is going to be insane. It is. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't know. I, we're going to, we're going to find out a lot here in the next couple um, weeks too. And maybe, maybe we'll revisit this before we get to the playoffs. Maybe we'll yeah. Uh, you know, I think a lot of things can change too. So, you know, we definitely have to keep our eyes on, on a team like Vegas. Like is your defense going to do you in or can you continue to score at a high clip? Or you maybe, know? or maybe Skylar, maybe Skylar Smith just got traded to one of these teams and you know, we have to redo this whole thing next week. Redo it all. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, j- j- just shouts to the Indiana Fever, though. My, my favorite team in the league. Thank you for not winning any games. <laughs> really, really made my. Not mine. We needed that, man. We gotta, we gotta put something else up. We'll, we'll, we'll figure out something. We'll, we'll figure out some playoff stuff. Yeah, we definitely have to do that. Uh, but yeah, I, I think that's uh, that's interesting power rankings. Uh, well, I'll have uh, in the description of the podcast and on YouTube. I'll put just a list. Um, so yeah. don't look at, don't look in the description. Actually, it's probably too late. You, if you've looked in the description, you've already done it. Uh, so there'll be spoilers down there, uh, of, of our rankings, but you know, really, really interesting and, and really fascinating end to the season. I think this is one, one of the better stretch stretch runs we're going to see here in the last few weeks and one of the best playoffs I think we're ever going to see in WNBA. Agreed. Agreed. I think there's just so much balance this season and parity with teams and top teams, getting upset and you know the teams in the bottom tier that you have you know mm-hmm. taking those top teams out so i think it's going to be really challenging for everyone but i also love the fact that kathy engelberg said that they're going to charter during the playoffs this oh, year oh yeah yeah i had so that i think that'll be that'll be a great big well, no the chartering for the finals for the finals for the finals for the finals but i think that's going to be a you know baby steps i got too fast for myself but i <laughs> but baby steps count right so they're they they're hearing the players they're doing what they can when they can so it's the finals this year maybe next year it'll be the playoffs and then after that it'll be all of the games so you know they're just trying to to manage it all so shout out to kathy Hubert for that sure yeah yeah <laughs> i just cheat if i was the mystics i'd just be like you know we're using the charter plane for the rest of the playoffs if you want to find us, you can find us. We know what the fine is. We can afford it. Ted Leonsis is going to be there. Ted yeah. Leonsis can afford it. He's got it. He's got it. He's good for it. I'm he's sure. Yeah. So I, I just charter for the rest of, for the pool playoffs, about some six especially. But yeah. uh, that's all I got. The, the, I think power rankings were really interesting. Um, 
and fun. and uh, I, if we had a lot of disagreements, though, we we really disagreed. Yeah, we did, but that's good, you know. It's healthy conversation. The mental gymnastics of it all. I'm here for it at all times. But I guess they're cutting the lights out on us, Gabe. So we got to get up out of here. We don't have to go home, but we got to leave out of here. We're already home. <laughs> I know we are home. <laughs> <laughs> that's going to do it. <laughs> that's fine. But that's going to do it for. Courtside with Christy and Gabe right here on the Her Hoop Stats Podcast Network. We'll see you next time.